0: From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 505. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Trade. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the one and only Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad.
1: Hello, Mike Hurley, if that is, in fact, your real name. I haven't talked to you in a while. Is this really you? How do I know this is actually you?
0: I haven't cleaned my pens.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's a dead giveaway. Yes, it's Mike. Welcome back, Mike.
0: Who else would do that? Uh, I would like to thank Jacob for filling in for me last week. I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, it was a point where I thought you were committing us to go to the Tokyo Pen Show this year, which would have been news to me. Uh, but we cleared that one up. Um, I really want to go, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, we wanted to go anyway, but hearing uh, Jacob talk about, uh, what was the name of the 12-floor f- pen store? Atoya. I want to go there. Yeah, Oh, right. boy. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah, but when Jacob started talking about the show, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's clarify right now. And uh, since then, I have had some conversations. I have an email uh, in my inbox that I have yet oh, to boy. respond to because oh, I haven't boy. talked about it with you. But like, I mean, both of us are we're leaning more t- towards no. It's going to happen, year? Yeah. but
0: I don't think it's going to be twenty twenty two personally. I
1: kind of have that feeling too, yeah. and because we have to decide soon, right? Like, this, there's no like. This is not just something we're gonna pick up on a weekend, on a whim, and say, "Hey, let's do this." Because no, uh, that that with great, it will involve great planning. There, so there still needs need,
0: to be another um, Kickstarter campaign, I think, to make that one work out.
1: True, true, true.
0: So I reckon that's gonna be twenty twenty three. That's that's what I have in my mind. Yeah, I think um, that's fair, and I think that will work out really nicely. And I'm very excited about it because I really yeah. want to go when there can be it can. So, like, I really want to go to Japan, full experience, right? full experience. I want to go to Japan so bad. I've wanted to go to Japan for years. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go and feel like I can fully enjoy it. Yep. Because it might be the only time I ever do it.
1: Right. So I agree completely. Yeah. The, on a smaller scale, that's why I haven't gone to any pin shows yet. I was just like... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to, to get out there now, and, and I'm feeling good about getting on the road soon and, and doing some things. Good. But up until now... I've been like, you know, I just don't have to because it's not going to quite be the same, uh and I don't have to, so let's just wait. That's been my stance this whole time. And And I'm I'm happy to have
0: reduced experiences in things that I'm familiar with, Mm -hmm. but for new things that I've yet to experience, I want to try and get most of a normal experience as possible, and I... My feeling would be that this year still there is risk, more risk than there would be next year would be my my initial feeling. At least so much that if we were to commit now, you know, I don't feel like I would be able to put, like, really feel like that would
1: work. Right, right.
0: Hopefully 2023. We're going to make that the plan for the time being. What is it like October ish time,
1: right? Yeah, like late October, I think something like that. It it moves around in that kind of range. Because
0: as well, like I want to take a big
1: trip, like big trip. Right, right. This isn't like a like a five day trip. Going in there for a couple of days. I got a lot of stuff.
0: I want to go to the. uh, That's right. uh, Super Mario Land, and I don't remember where that is, but anyway, all that stuff I want to do. So.
1: Nice. Nice. So anyway, thank you, Jacob. Uh Uh, Feedback has been awesome. I'm sure he's received some of the same feedback. Um, It was a great conversation. It could have been, you know, a three to five hour conversation, knowing how you know that I am wanting to ask someone with Jacob's uh, access and resources that he has. So uh, I I did my best to to keep it a manageable time frame. And I
0: recommend, again, like if you enjoyed last week's episode, uh, make sure you check out Tokyo Inklings, which is uh, yep. Jacob and CY's podcast. Yep, yep, we for sure. you mentioned many times on the show. but
1: Absolutely. Like One on. of our, our favorites. Yep. And, um, you know, we're not done with Jacob talk yet, Mike, okay. because before I even asked him to be on the show, it was kind of a last minute uh, request for me. And I'm glad he was able to work it out. He had sent me a package in the mail without telling me. Huh. Um, not until I got online with him did he mention, oh, you might have something on the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so completely irrespective of our podcast and our podcast conversation, um, a, a box from from Jacob showed up, okay. and there is one very specific item that is high on my, that was high on my inquiry list that he uh, took uh, right off of that list for me by sending it to me, Mike. He sent me... A uni Mitsubishi Kurutoga dive. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh is it. right.
0: Time to flip it, make some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right? I mean, I think they were what did they I think Jacob even said they were going for several times uh their price on eBay or whatever, the uh-huh. you know the Japanese versions, Mercari um, you know, types of platforms. And Jacob went to several stores to find one. Oh my god, I and, just found
0: one uh sold on eBay five days ago for two hundred and thirty US dollars no way yeah
1: <laughs> so I have one right here my, my. Um, y'all don't y'all don't come uh y'all don't come looking for me um so he sent me some other things too which I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share uh, share on Instagram and he sent me a okay. great eroshizuku uh, ink that I think you would love a Tokyo uh, exclusive ink and some cool vintage sailor stuff sailor um like accessory stuff. So I will I will post all that. I just haven't had time to to do uh some some pictures of everything that he sent me. Yeah. But this dive, Mike, is, is something we have to talk about. Okay. I will do I will do a full and proper review. I hope so. Um on the blog. I did the unboxing on the stream. So we talked about like yeah. my initial thoughts, like, you know, literally from unboxing it and discovering it. So I've had some more time with it. And I just want to break it down a little bit here, okay. um, even though it's a little bit harder to do in this podcast format. Um, it's an expensive pencil, right? So if you're familiar with the Uni- Uniball Kurutoga, it was kind of the game changer mechanical pencil. It's probably been almost ten years since it's launched, maybe not quite that long, and it has a rotating um, mechanism on near the front end. Of the pencil that when you write with it, the lead rotates so you don't get one like really, you know, unsharpened side and have to keep twisting the pen pencil in your hand to get that sharp point. It does that rotation for you as you as you write. Uh-huh. And when it launched, that base pencil was like six dollars. And then they did some fancier barrels that were around 15 to 20 dollars. Right. So when I say this is expensive, I tell you that it's $50 for this pencil. And that is like a huge, huge outlier in what the, what Kurutoga has been in the past. Right. Which yep. nothing wrong with that. Nope. Right. It's just like, this is like a sea change type of product. No, no pun intended. <laughs> to where <laughs> you should have intended it. That was a good Yeah. One. I, <laughs> um, so what they did, I'm still trying to figure out. You know what the what the engineering meetings in the boardroom combined with the marketing combined with the boardroom meetings for the decision making processes on this pencil are it says why why do we need this pencil i don't I, I haven't come to grips with that yet well but because honestly, I think for me mm-hmm. it is
0: just a natural extension of the over engineered mechanical pencil that the Kurutoga is anyway, right. Because and I th- you could very easily ask the same question about the lead rotation. You can just move right. it around in your hand, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. how people have done it
1: before. Which mm-hmm. most people with Kuratoga still rotate because it's that's human nature, right? Yeah. As you write, you rotate. Um, I actually have thoughts about it, its its placement and, and what it means. Um, let me go over just some of the technical things Please. first. When I when I was looking at pictures of it online, I thought it was going to be a very wide grip section pencil. And mechanical pencils generally aren't known to have width where you grip the pencil. And it is wider than normal. I thought it was going to be problematic. It's not really. Like, it's okay. okay. I'm okay with the grip width because the barrel is very light. It's an all-plastic barrel, right? Um, So it's not a, like the blue parts you see on the dive are plastic so it's not extra heavy it's it's very very well balanced a slightly front end balanced um, just because there's a little metal ring around the tip which um, allows for a little magnet snap in there I don't know if we can hear it
0: yeah I can hear it so that.
1: that little click yeah. is yeah. the magnet pulling in the last little quarter turn to seal the cap so the new parts of the Kurutoga not only does it have a lead rotation mechanism Mic, it has a lead advancement mechanism, which they made with the Uni Kuratoga Advance here in the past year or two. So it's like a combo. It's going to spin the lead as you write to keep the point sharp, and it's going to extend the lead using a similar mechanism in conjunction with the Kurutoga mechanism to continue to extend the lead. So not only do you not have to click it, you don't have to spin it, right? It's a very kind of all in one. We're going to do all the things for you. And it works well. The issue I have is with the advanced mechanisms, they tend to have a squishier feel when you write with the mechanical pencil. So most of us are used to very firm-feeling mechanical pencils. That's like the nature of that product, right? It's a metal tip with a stick of graphite sticking out of it, and there's no cushioning, right? It's Uh just a firm experience this is a softer writing experience and that's like i said that's not a new thing the advanced piece of this has been around for a little bit other companies do this type of thing uh, as well the deep zebra delgard being one of them i believe um but it gives you a different feel if i had more of an engineering drafting style pencil i would not like that right but this is a writing pencil the way this is designed Even though it has like all these advancements as far as mechanical pencil technology and engineering goes, it's still like a writing pencil, a student pencil, right? You're not going to necessarily like this isn't the engineering style pencil or drafting style pencil that you can get in other brands like you know, um, the Pentel Graph Gears or the Rotring 600s, you know the the high end drafting pencils. It also has. A, a variable size pipe. So the pipe is the metal rod that sticks out the front end of your pencil that the invented graphite by Twisby, comes right? from. The Twisby pipe. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about some invented by Twisby stuff later. You have no idea I mean, how perfect about that this.
0: was. I, I don't know what this is about, but it's something yeah. in the show notes I'm very intrigued about.
1: <laughs> invented by Twisby. Um, it's adjustable. They have a little twist mechanism on here where you can set it to minimum length, middle length or maximum length. Like that's that that's fine. Like again, this is not an engineering technical pencil, so like if it didn't have that, I I wouldn't care, but they really they were playing to a price (laughs) if you will in this pencil they're like let's put all the things in here so we can charge fifty dollars for it like like that's fine i don't i actually don't have a problem with the price after getting it in hand you know it's got you know it's got an eraser it's got a cap the you know the cap is nice the clip is nice it's it's built nice i mean fifty dollars is a lot for a mechanical pencil when you can get a rotary for 600 but like i i get it uni saying hey we are kind of this is kind of we're throwing the kitchen sink at a pencil, and this is what we're gonna do, and it's gonna cost fifty dollars and clearly they've done something right, right, like either they purposefully <laughs> held back on the inventory to cause an uproar over it, or they made a lot and they were available a lot, and they just really sold that many out, which is pretty impressive uh either way. It's, this has been a win for uni Mitsubishi and the entire Kuratoga lineup. Because now even if you're not interested in this, you now probably have heard of the Kuratoga for the first time or you're hearing it again. And it's 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 good marketing, of course. That huh. you know, the secondary yeah. market for this pencil is five X what it cost, even though, you know, if you just wait a little bit, hopefully it's gonna be more widely available. Hopefully it's gonna be in the US. Right now it's just been in Japan. But my thought with this pencil, Mike, is this is a platform for a premium pencil. This is the introductory premium pencil. I think is what I see happening here because this barrel's plastic. This pencil is screaming for an anodized aluminum barrel, I like thought they it did was. with the roulettes. Ne- yeah, yeah, because that's the that's the appearance of this, yes. but it's not. It's pl- it's plastic. This is screaming for a. Eighty to one hundred dollar aluminum barrel pencil, okay. and I would bet money that in the next year or two we're going to see that because there
0: are aluminum Kurutogas. Yep,
1: the roulette so it's is weird that the roulette, roulette has didn't a barrel
0: go that way, but maybe, like maybe they wanted to do all this other stuff, right? And it put yep. the price up enough that they were like, "Oh, we don't want to start at eighty. Yep. yep.
1: No. Okay. Because the it's only two parts that has to change. It's yep. the barrel, the yep. cap. And the barrel, all the internals are done. The internals are the the high end engineering stuff. That's the money, right? But now we have a fifty dollar pencil that has proven to be a hot commodity. Yeah. What's uh, hey thirty more dollars for the aluminum version? We're gonna see that. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I guarantee it. I have no idea, but I I, just, I think they're setting us up for like an even bigger tier of price point, which is is pretty crazy. But like. At the same time, like I buy expensive mechanical pencils all the time. Like I understand that the Rotring six hundred is probably like the greatest pencil ever made, and it's only about thirty three dollars. And that's just not this market. Like it's a different product. It's a different pencil. And like if you're only going to buy one thing, I don't. You just have to think about like what um you know what questions you're trying to to answer with how you use products and. You know the the Kurutoga dive is definitely not going to be everyone for everyone at that price point. Yeah. You know the six dollar entry level Kurutoga is, but it's interesting in the grand scheme of stationery and product design and innovation. Even though this is not necessarily anything brand new, even from Uni, I the weight they're putting behind it, if you will, yeah, I find the most interesting of all of this. Well, so. I mean,
0: you know about the pricing though. I mean, clearly they said it right because they can't keep the thing in stock. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So or or they shorted it to create, you know, create the uproar. You know, huh. one of the two. Well, but I I, mm, da- I honestly I doubt it's the latter. I don't I think, think it's the latter. I think it's, considering it's fifty dollars, I, I don't think right. they would have. Because
0: I, I don't know if they would have expected necessarily that people were going to go so mad for this pen, this pencil.
1: A, a, there's no way you any pre marketing would yeah. say that this fifty dollar pencil is going to just go madness off especially
0: because the they didn't do anything
1: right it's not it, it's not new there was n- no it's hype not new for technology there's right. it, they've made this internal in the past year or two right yeah. these internals are not new right so what's the story they're trying to tell here it's almost just like a pure price point thing. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. I mean interesting. I guess
0: people just like it right it's interesting. Yeah. It does these two things. It does the turn in and it does the auto um, mm-hmm. what would you call mm-hmm. it? I can't think of the right word. Auto frame. advance. Auto, auto advancing with the lead. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to have the button.
1: I just think that right. it's cool. That's just cool. It's like a It's just cool. That's right. It's
0: just cool. It's like futuristic in a way. Yeah.
1: This is my problem more than expensive fountain pens right. Is this anything from like 10 to like 40, 50 dollars yeah. in like normal state and non fountain pens stationary, this is where I end up with 10 different things. where I could have bought a $500 fountain pen. Like, uh-huh. that's not necessarily my market, right? Like, this is what's going to get me in trouble when we go to Japan is going, oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, $12. And then all of a sudden I have 10 different <laughs> ones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's my problem. That's historically been my problem. That's why the pen exists. Mm-hmm. You know, not because of fountain pens, but because this is the stuff that I I just love. I love thinking about it. I love talking about it. And I love having friends like Jacob who uh, hooked me up like this is a serious hookup and uh, he didn't tell me until I unboxed it and I uh, saw what it was. So I, I appreciate him keeping that little secret from me. It's uh really, really fantastic. So thank you. I Jacob. look
0: forward to seeing one of these at some point.
1: I, I, th- I yep. will buy
0: one cause I love the Kurotoga. Um
1: Yeah. But I, th- I think you will enjoy this pencil. Like it's like, you can't compare it to the things I want to compare it to like a Rotring, Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not in the same category. Um, Regardless of price, it's not it's, available anywhere outside of Japan, right? No, and it's not even available there right now, really. Right. Like they're, I don't know that they've restocked or resold any anything. Right. I haven't seen anything, uh, any notes about it. So, yeah, it's such an interesting product launch. This is this is like what gets me going is these these silly things. Is it gets yep. me going more than anything. Very cool. Very yep. cool. Our next topic will. uh Will be along those same lines as well. All right.
0: Well, let me take our first break and thank Trade for the support of this episode. A lot of coffee is dull, stale, maybe questionably sourced, but it's easy to get stuck in a rut and drink what you always have done. I mean, because maybe you don't even know what to buy, right? And so instead of standing in front of all the options at the grocery store, which is probably not the best place to buy your coffee, let <laughs> Trade Coffee help you find something new to love. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or you just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Trade, get your preferences from their awesome little coffee quiz. It's very easy to get started. It's very simple. They ask you some basic questions. And then with these questions, they get an idea of your tastes. And then over time, you can tweak them, tell them the stuff that you like, and it just gets better and better and better. And they keep sending you amazing stuff that you get to try every time. Trade Coffee guarantees you're going to love your first bag, or they will replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. The subscription is no hassle. You can skip shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. We have been just... Destroying the bags that we get from <laughs> yeah. everything is so gosh darn good. I am mm-hmm. over the moon with the stuff that I have received from them. It is no joke. Every single one I've, they taste different, right? Like we we've been because I've been trying out a bunch of different stuff with them. I wanted to re- mm-hmm. get a good idea. And there's different differences that I can taste between all of them, which isn't always the same for me. Um, I, sometimes I I don't really I can't really tell the differences, but every single bag that I've got from trade I have absolutely loved. They nailed it. And so, for listeners of this show. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of twenty dollars off your first three bags when you go to drinktradecom penaddict. To get started, you just take their quiz at that URL, which is drinktradecom penaddict, and you can start your journey to your perfect cup. That is penaddict. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, continuing the write-up, Brad's Alley. I've been waiting. For, I've been excited uh,
0: for this, Brad. <laughs>
1: they haven't so we're talking going to talk about the okb 48 results and if you're not familiar with this it's a poll essentially Uh a long running poll like months like two three months i think they keep it open for users in japan to go and vote on their favorite pens and i've gone through like the voting process it's a it's kind of a you know it takes the all the pens and it takes you through this process to work through okay pick 10 okay now pick out of those 10 pick five and it just kind of tries to narrow you down and there's different weights in, in the results so i've always enjoyed the results and seeing this when it comes out it always gets me very very excited and this year like the announcement of the results i usually see just like all over all the people i follow like i follow a lot of um you know uh Japanese stationary fans on Twitter, on Instagram. And I wasn't seeing much. And I finally saw the OKB forty eight account kind of like pepped up a little bit. I was like, well, maybe the results are in. And it and it looks like they are. So this is the eleventh OKB forty eight general election results. Love that
0: they call it a general election. (laughs) That's my
1: favorite part. So they take uh this OKB forty eight group, I I don't even I have read about like what the 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 build of this this group is and what they're trying to accomplish, but I I don't even recall. But I don't even care. I just want to vote on pens and tell me what pens are are awesome. And this is generally your store bought pens, right? This is your basics, your ballpoints, rollerballs, gels, you know that type of thing. Um, and the results are out. For the second year in a row, I didn't go back further, the uni Jetstream standard has won. Ugh. And it's by a pretty good margin. There were less votes this year. I don't know what the the difference is this year. Last year, there was almost 4,200 votes. This year, there was only 1,660 votes. So it's a little bit confusing. But huh. it's close to the same ratio that the Jetstream... Is Maybe everyone was just ahead. so mad to the, the Jetstream <laughs> one that they decided not to participate. Can, there's, there's 48 pins, I Mike. Know. That's why it's in here. I you know. could vote for any other ones besides this one. But it's the .7, the exact model that they show in this picture, which is the .7, what we refer to as the sport Jetstream here mm-hmm. in the U.S., is the exact best jet stream, right? Like we have yeah. fancier jet streams, we have multi-pin jet streams, we have all these crazy jet streams. This is and the is main right mainline jet stream for yep.
0: like n- the majority of people.
1: Yep, yep, like their premium jet stream that is usually sold side by side of this one at the store is not a good as of pen as this and it's like twice Uh the price so this is the one that's that's super popular the second one i was mad last year (laughs) i'm gonna be mad again this year the uniball one is just not a comparatively good gel ink pen and it raised from third place it went from third to second and i thought last year it was third because it was new yeah and for it to not just retain, but to move up and to be like it is it is rock solid second place. Like it was not close. It's not close to first place and it's not close to third place. Everything kind of bunches up after these first two. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't get it. Like it's perfectly fine. It it is by no means special, right? Like it's fine. Like I have it's just not as good of a writing experience.
0: Mitsubishi one is your uh jet stream for me <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah yeah. i don't care about this pen why does everybody love it so much
1: yeah so the big thing last year for the for pilot uni and zebra all did a highly pigmented ink gel yeah. and it just doesn't perform as well as the traditional gel pens in my opinion you uh-huh. know you get brighter more vibrancy in colors but the trade-off for a brighter color is 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 not a good trade in in, in my book. Like the the standard gel colors are bright enough, and the performance is poorer in these in these saturated inks. And I j- I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. The third one I love to see. I don't even know if it was on last. Yeah, it was a ninth place last year, all the way up to third. Pentel Inner Gel. So they're calling this model the InFree. It's just the kind of the skeleton, you know, um, trans transparent demonstrator model of the Inner Gel but it's just a standard inner gel basically yeah. with a needle tip you could put this number 1 and i would have no argument huh. it is it is outstanding it's an outstanding pen i i praise the the pentel so much you know I mean i know i use the Uniball ball signo dx more than anything but i think more people should be using the inner gel like it's that good of a pen fourth place is the shock and awe uh category the UniBall Jetstream Edge. Mike, so this is my platonic ideal of a micro tip pen. It's also like $20. Like, I don't know how this got people. I guess if people are buying the Kurotoga Dive for $50, this is a steal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's around like every other pen within iShot is $2. Yeah. Right, and this one's right in the middle of the top 10. And it retained um, fourth place year over year. It's a magical pen. I love it. Um, it is not for everybody. That's another reason why I'm continued to see, shocked to see it uh, in, in this list. But I guess yep. people who are actually voting on this list probably would have the tendencies to purchase a pin like this, right? How else are you going to uh, vote on this? So... um. I love that pen. Like, I, and not even I could vote it number one, right? Like, it's just a weird, weird pen. It's like perfect for me, but it's, it's really not for everybody. And especially along with the Jetstream,
0: it's the only one that kept its position
1: in the top 10. So that's two Jetstreams in the top four Uh, one Uniball gel and one Pentel Inner Gel. So, fifth is the Zebra Bren, which came up last year. That was the confusing one last year because it came in second, and we had no idea what it was. No idea. Someone sent it. <laughs> someone, when we were talking about this, someone offered to send me one. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> because this thing landed number two around some of the other best pens in the world. And I'd never heard of it at the time. It's fine. Right. It's yeah. the, um. it's kind of their Jetstream equivalent ink. The barrel's good. It's probably inexpensive. It looks cool cool as anything right i think that's probably a lot of it it looks cool and it's good enough right so it's just kind of gets there right it's 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 more modern than a lot of these pens that you'll see in the top 10 and throughout the list right yeah six like six seven eight and nine are well six is the pilot juice up that's newer Yep. But it's a very basic standard barrel. It's a newer barrel. It's definitely the 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 best pilot juice model. And then seven, eight, nine are your classic standards. Seventh is my Uniball Signo that I love, right? Yeah. The DX eighth is the Zebra Sarasa clip, which I rave about, yep. and ninth is the Uniball Ball Signo RT One, which is kind of the retractable version of the Signo. That's so yep. great! Like those are the classics that the Zebra Brin has just up and usurped, which I just find really, really strange. But it's all and good. I
0: have no idea what number ten is. The Dragonfly.
1: So Monogroth we save that. We save that purposely. Okay. For this, back when we voted um back in gosh probably october i mentioned that i was so happy to see this pen as a choice i've reviewed it on the blog okay it is one of the it is a micro tip um ballpoint pen along the lines of the jetstream edge but with standard ballpoint ink and like a 250 price point so it's what the jetstream edge is if they put it in the Jetstream standard barrel. Does that make sense?
0: Uh-huh.
1: It is that good. Um, it just doesn't have the Jetstream ink technology, which is an archival pigmented ink, which is fine. Like, that's, oh, you know, Oh, is this a the ding. Tombow? Yeah, it's the Tombow monograph. Uh, okay. I don't light, I don't so. know if
0: this is a, a translation thing in Google Chrome. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It calls it
1: Dragonfly? Repro- yeah, which is Tom the Tombow. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah Sorry. so yeah yeah <laughs> so my my translation uh has a lot of pencils from uh thailand and <laughs> one of them so i don't the translations aren't going well so that's the top 10 the monograph is like my shocker of the year but i could not agree more with that rating it is that good of a pen um i i will put a link in the show notes to that specific review yeah. because i don't think a lot of people know about that pen and I'll a lot of people it should there. If you're into that type of micro ballpoint, uh-huh. um, which not everyone is. Again, not a pin for everybody, right? Uniball Signo, go for it. Pentel Energel, go for it. Uniball Jetstream, go for it. Jetstream Edge, eh, you might want to think about that. Tombow Mono Ballpoint, eh, may, you may hate that. Um, so, yeah, very interesting, very good list. And uh, hopefully, we'll see the uh, the zebra brand can continue to fall down, fall down the charts as we go. <laughs> 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 Complete hate for the zebra brand. Just kidding. It, we are anti it. So, brand. Yeah. Nah, We're nah. Sure. It's just fine. Yeah. Right. There's no way. Like it. I never voted for it in any level of the competition. Right. Right. And like it's It was a big survey to fill out, and at no point. Would the zebra brin make my top twenty of anything on this list? Like you get on this list, there's some really, there's some good stuff down low. Like you get you get into some really off kilter stuff that's never gonna be like very popular in this list. But um, you know when you're doing forty eight different pins, but this top ten is really strong. I mean, the only couple I see down at the bottom, um, like the forty eight, the the oto, um, it's a millimeter gel pen like that's a really good pen and i thought it was more popular yeah than to get like 21 vote 21 points um it's just like a good pen it seems like a you know a top 20 top 25 type of pen that's all the way down there at the end um but yeah most of these at the end are just kind of your your one-offs they're they have comparable pens that are better, and they're just kind of meh. But these these top ten, even probably up to the like the top twenty, are all like really really solid choices. So it's good to see uh, the power tank still going yep. for Uni <laughs> Mitsubishi. We don't get yeah. those in the U.S. anymore, but that's a that's a classic um, from gosh probably a decade ago as well that um, we just don't see anymore. It's a pressurized um, ballpoint ink cartridge, and it's fifteenth on this list, which is is really cool.
0: Alright, we've got a new field notes release.
1: We do. What are your thoughts? Uh I mean, did you think it was the Ukraine release like me?
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. No, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but I guess it does it fits mm-hmm. uh some of the, some of the colour anyway. Yeah. It's too much.
1: It's a lot.
0: So Basically I, like, this, I these, like it a lot though. These are very springy and they have basically gone for maximum embossing, right?
1: Like debossing.
0: How this is the mu- debossing. That's what I meant version. to say. Like yep. this is how much Trust debossing <laughs> can you go with? The issue maximum. I have is the sunflower one makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, you've heard of Trypophobia? Yes. Right. It, it said I suffer with this. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is like the fear, like the, an uncomfortableness of holes in things, like unnatural mm-hmm. holes in things. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out to look at the sunflower cover,
1: yeah, big time. It is aggressively debossed. Yes, right. I, th- I honestly, Mike, I think this is a better in person edition than in pictures. Okay, I, I don't know why, but. You know, once, once you start using a book like this, the way these break in, I mean, it's not going to change the debossing, but it looks, you get the the different dings and dents and bends and folds, and it looks more natural uh-huh. to where maybe that wouldn't be as much of an issue. But I totally get why people, not even for that case, why people may not be like, ah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like it's, it, I think it's good. Like I, I really enjoy these. Um, I'm not gonna rush out and buy them or anything. Like they're a good middle tier. Um, I think they're good for spring. I love any debossing or embossing work. Right. Um, this is a lot. The the interesting thing I wanted to point out, Mike, and I made a special note of this, is as I always with field notes, you always have to read the specs, and this goes back to the last time you were on the show two weeks ago where we had an STPA question about fountain pens for field notes, and uh, our le- our reader saying that they were good, and I called him a liar. <laughs> he he, re- oh he responded. Gosh. He responded to me, and said uh, he he said, "Yeah, it wasn't the standard edition. It was one of the I don't know. It was one of the sixty pound, or it was one uh-huh. of the seventy pound paper editions." I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh. See, see." <laughs> but no, it was a funny conversation. But I always look at the specs because not all. Field notes are created equal on the insides, right? Um, so this has a new paper that they have never used as as far as my research went. It's the Strathmore Cambric 70-pound Ultimate White. So if you're going to get a, f- a fountain pen-friendly paper, this has a chance at least from paper weight. So I did a search through their whole site. Huh. they've used strathmore before but not this specific line the cambric line but you know what they used one of their strathmore papers was was in dime novel which was very okay. very a very popular i like dime novel book. a lot because right. i
0: looked at the image they, they did like a little image and they call mm-hmm. it linen like texture and i don't know if i would like that right um but i do i do really like dime dime novel um i was using one just last week i have one in yeah. my backpack which i use when i travel
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's not the exact it's not this exact spec it's not like that's a product like so strathmore's the brand then yep. they have like sub product lines that Course. perform differently so the cambric is this one and i couldn't find any mention of that um they'd only use strathmore in that dime novel and then one special i think it was some special artist edition and it was okay. a different model then it was more of a sketch sketch type um paper so yeah i mean Really good for spring, right? They're really leaning great into the release. spring feel. Like and I think
0: they've done a really good job of it. It's just really
1: not for me. I I get that. Like I get the the patterning. Um, I like the other two a lot, but the, the mm-hmm. sunflowery one, just with the round center, I can't yeah.
0: handle it. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I got to close so, the page now.
1: This one, I am. Um, I will be looking forward to I to seeing people's uh finished versions of these because I think they're going to look even better used than they do I hope people paint this type them of cover. Stuff,
0: you know, like you yeah. could paint inside of the, or mm-hmm. like color mm-hmm. inside of the mm-hmm. debossing. That could look really cute. Yep. You know, you take a nice yep. like green, green felt tip pen or something and paint in all the leaves. I'd like that.
1: That looks sweet. Yep, yep. So all around uh, thumbs up edition. Maybe not two thumbs up, but uh, thumbs up, thumbs up. All right, Mike, you ready to learn something? Yeah. In this episode. Please. Did you you know, Uh Mike Hurley, did you know that Twisby invented the piston filling system? I
0: did not. That's good news.
1: (laughs) That's what they'd lead us to believe, Mike. (laughs) What's happening here? I feel like we've got some drama going on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Twisby did not invent the piston filling mechanism, but they have put some companies on notice publicly mike uh, one of those being uh narwhal pence uh accusing them of copying their piston filling mechanism right? okay the parts the piston the parts the knobs the twist and they've publicly done so by sending an email to retailers uh-huh. containing images and measurements which i'll get to in a moment um and as well, it's two parts. So it's the Twisby saying, Hey, they've copied us. Here are uh-huh. the measurements. By the way, if you to continue this is to retailers, if you continue to sell narwhal products, you will no longer we will no longer sell Twisby products for you, Okay. To you. So that's part two. We'll get to part two in a minute. Part one. Did narwhal copy Twisby's piston mechanism? So Twisby alludes to the fact that there's several factories in China that make these exact same parts for these brands that use their filling system as the model for manufacturing these filling systems. Twisby's pictures, images, measurements are these like, convers- online anywhere? No. Okay.
0: You no. you are just so, aware
1: of this from what's been shared? Well, I have them. I I've, I oh. have them. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna. I, I'm not to republish no. them, right? Like it you wasn't sent to me. I'm not send gonna send them, it. right? Somebody yeah, sent it yeah. to you. All right. All right. Right. That's but fine. so I'm looking through these images and I'm like, okay, it looks close, but even your measurements show that they're different, right? Okay. Like there's different measurements on the same parts. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? Like my my initial thought was, well, can you take out a narwhal mechanism and stick it in a twist in a twisby? You know, can you, are the pistons hot swappable? And the answer is no. Right. right. So they're not an identical match. Okay. So it's like, what, like, what is Twisby getting on at here? And I just think it's just like the general, like it's, it was a lot of shape and design right. parts that they were upset at, but it's a piston mechanism that's been around for, I don't know how long, a hundred years, probably close to it that I'm not saying isn't unique and Twisby should be upset of someone's, you know, doing a micrometer to micrometer match of their product with you know like no thought put into it it's just like a, a complete copy like I get like why Twisby would be upset but is that really the case here I don't know I mean Twisby knows more than I do and narwhal more knows more than I, I do and narwhal's responded with a similar type of email with the measurements and so how. what is
0: narwhal's response
1: narwhal's response is no we're not and look here's the differences Between the two, and look, this doesn't even fit in a Twisby. How can it be a match if it's copied and and things of that nature? So it's like that's not something that interests me getting in the middle of. I'm just bringing it up because it's come up and it's affecting retailers, which is what I really want to talk about.
0: What I'll say on this, I mean, I haven't seen any of this, like it, it would be really weird for me for Twisby to do this. Without mm-hmm. at least feeling like this is the case, I agree. Right? Because oh, they
1: definitely feel it's the case. They said this has been like a couple years worth of ongoing, like, like trying to figure it out.
0: Narwhal is not
1: a threat to Twisby at the moment,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Like, Narwhal mm-hmm. is a much smaller company, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't own any
1: Narwhal pens. Yeah. And they're calling out other companies as well, but oh, are smaller they? in our world, you know, Moonman and whoever else. I don't even know the whole list, but. Huh. So, like, Twisby went all in with all of these companies. These companies are using our exact mechanism. And they may not even be saying that these companies are at fault. They may be saying the factories that they use are at fault, right? Have taken this general mechanism, right?
0: That, like, you do all this work, and then there are factories that, you you are paying to produce this work and then they either, A, take your work and make their own product or they take your work Mm -hmm. and they sell it to somebody else. Right. Now, I'm not saying that that's happened here, especially if the measurements are different. But honestly, maybe what Twisby is saying is it's not the measurements exactly. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen this, but like... The way the mechanism works maybe mm-hmm. is a thing that they believe is proprietary mm-hmm. to them. But like, if you you can scale it up and down as long as you scale it all in, and it will, you know, what I mean, if you if you make mm-hmm. it one point two millimeters bigger, as long as you just scale everything, you know, you, that's not too difficult to work out, and the mechanism will still perform. But maybe they feel like they did this work, and these companies are taking it from them. I don't know. I I mean, right. I don't know.
1: So that. The, the bigger, well, not the bigger, but related, uh-huh. um, our friend uh, CY, uh-huh. who is really great at figuring these things out, disassembled, you know, all these things, did a lot of comparisons. It's shocking how close this design is to what Pelican uses. Uh-huh. okay. Kind of interesting. Like, it's, mm, I'm not going to say it's literal because uh-huh. I am not the scientist here. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, my whole point was, like, Man, my house better not be glass if I'm gonna start throwing these stones. You know, like if I'm if I'm going in, like I better be right and mm-hmm. I better be unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. And they've at least left the opportunity open did, to Did see
0: why so. share this online anyway?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I have a link in the show notes. We'll okay. share that. Um he did an Instagram video comparison so ah, everyone cool. can look and see. Um as well. But you know the whole the whole copying thing we've covered things on this like like this before the the inspiration or or theft of of ideas right and you know like we talk about the, we weren't the first one at knock to make a pen case right we make a we make a three slot pen case that looks a lot like you know leather pen cases have been made for hundreds of years and like no one's coming at us for saying ah look at you did a three slot pin case that's already been done before. It's like like a mechanism on the inside. If it's not if it's not like a patented unique mechanism, say like a coned mechanism, and I don't know if that's patented or however it's not if it's not like freshly engineered, like what's the what's the patent experiment on whatever this piston design yeah. is? I don't know. It seems it seems pretty basic for someone to be claiming ownership of. Um you know, in the grand scheme of things. So the the bigger question or the bigger comment I wanted to have is Twisby's stance on this f- to retailers. Blackmail. I that's a bad look. Yeah. Like care what you I mean, fight the fight you're gonna fight, but don't put your retailers in the middle of it. Yeah. I, I just think that's a, that's the worst look here to yeah. me. Is this is your fight, not your retailer's fight. They don't make these decisions, mm. right? And if you're gonna hold them hostage for something that's not they're doing, I think that's the true issue here, regardless yeah. of your your thoughts of of piston Gate, if you will. Um, i I just like telling a retailer it's it's my way or the highway and you can't carry these other brands or you can't carry if you do, you can't carry mine. That's not a good look like I I, I'm being kind like I you can't put your retailers in that position in in my in my book. Like you got to you got to handle your own business and not put your customers in the middle in the middle of it. Like that's just that's that's bad form, if you will. Mm. So I think that's the bigger issue here. You know, so I, I honestly, my gut feeling is this is just gonna eventually just vanish and blow over, and everyone's just gonna move on. But Twizzbee's pretty hot; like they're they're publicly, they're publicly saying some things, and and you know maybe rightfully so, and maybe you know maybe I'll get a a, a dirty email after this, but I, I just think they're doing the retailers wrong more than any fight they have with another pen brand.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh. It's a bold move. I'll mm-hmm. say that much. <laughs> it is. They must is. really believe it. That that's yeah. that's what I keep coming yeah. back to, right? Like, like they yeah. must really believe it because, yeah. yeah, that's a hill, right? I mean, it's a big, th- it's a big one mm-hmm. to to go out there and one to say it so publicly, and mm-hmm. then two to gamble some business
1: on, right? Right. We'll see. I uh, my I have a question gut, for you. I have a question yeah. for you. Uh,
0: did Twisby do something intellectually intellectual property related recently? Did they file for patents? Who was that? Kaveko
1: that was, was, it. It was Kaweco, trying to go yes. against Moonman. Moonman keeps popping up in, the, in in the the copying world. I don't I don't know the people behind Moonman. I probably never will. I'm not a Moonman fan because it seems to be they more tend to. Uh, Liberally use pen shapes that are very similar to existing products, just yeah. like so. Because uh, this like is the inter- see that's Some interesting like- to me because mm-hmm. Moomin
0: have come up twice now. So pen brands believe that they are copying them, right? We've got two brands now. Ex- that, externally, that
1: that- brands brands are saying external designs, and yeah. Twisby as a manufacturer is saying internal uh, mechanisms. So right, two but- different parts of copying.
0: Is this a smoke fire type situation, for Moonman?
1: Moonman's always always been on like kind of my edge list. Like right. I just tend to ignore it because it's like eh, this is a little too close for comfort, and I just can pass. Like What's I don't. Have other, to, I don't know what their deal is. There's but, another
0: brand, right? That that's on that edge quite a lot. Uh, um, they copy um, Twisby products, I think.
1: Or uh, there's, a get- brand, there's a brand called Hero that has done Wingsung. like the Lamy Safari copies. Wingsung has copied uh, some of the, the Twisby looks. I think yeah. that might be the yeah. one I'm thinking of. So, yeah, like, you know, no one comes out looking good in these in these cases, right? You know, it's yeah, like it, if, if you're a co- yeah. like, if you're the, if you have an ownership stake, you know, and you're Kaveco or you're Twisby, if you're that person, I mean, are you going to sit back? And just let things happen? Probably not. You shouldn't. But, but it's, it's complicated. But, and it yeah. But In the public <laughs> arena,
0: it, it can. It, it's never a great thing. But like I understand right. why if a company feels that their their the the hard work that they have done is being uh, ripped off, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand why somebody
1: yeah. would want to. I
0: fully wanna go understand after why that.
1: someone would be mad. You know. But I, man, your I mean, stuff better be right because.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but like I know we've had these conversations before. You know, sure, media, of course, and like it of
1: happens, course. and we will always have these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. In in manufacturing and intellectual property, um, but there yeah. there's like I'm telling like, I've just always believed like if I'm gonna go in, m- my case better be rock solid. Yeah. and that's why you don't see me go in very often because like you know what you know if you can sleep at night with the decisions you made that's the best thing you can do and if you're gonna have to go out here and yell from the mountaintops uh and not have all your ducks in a row first we'll see
0: i'm keen to see how this one progresses
1: my gut feels feeling tells me by i don't know let's just say summertime this will be a non-story that's my gut It'll be it'll just vanish. We'll Twisby will back down, narwhal will continue, retailers will continue to carry both. Mm. That's that's it has to play out that way. I don't think that I'm I'm not making a stand here. It has to play out that way. We'll see. hmm We'll see. Or else Twisby's in for uh Twisby's gonna be uh up to something for sure. Twisby could uh Twisby holds all the cards, so we'll see. See what they do.
0: This episode of the Pen Addicts is brought to you by Squarespace, the all in one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything your products, services, even the content you create. Squarespace has got you covered. With Squarespace, you can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You can get started with a best-in-class website template and customize it to fit your needs. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place and you can customize it with a few clicks. This is something I have always loved about Squarespace because you, get the, like, the, the, you can get the whole template and it gives you a beautiful design, but I kind of think of it as like a starting point because then it's really easy to customize. You can change colors and fonts and you can drag and drop the layout and really make it feel like your own. Like I really love that about Squarespace. I always have. And with Squarespace, you can get blogging. Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You'll be able to categorize, share, and schedule your posts to make your content work for you. Honestly, if you want to start a blog, I recommend Squarespace massively because you can make it look great and they really think about all this stuff to make it easy for you. And I love their iOS apps as well, their iPhone app, their iPad app. They do a wonderful job with those and they make publishing and scheduling and checking out stats a breeze. Even design now you can do on the apps. So, head to squarespace.com slash for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT and you'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM.
1: All right, let's hit some Ask TPA since it's been a all couple right. of weeks since we, we've had some. I'm, I'm owing some answers to people, Mike. I'm oh, well, owing that's some important, answers. We're going to get yeah. to them. So, all we right, we're going to do them. a
0: few here. First one today comes from listener Brian, who says, My best friend just got an excellent tenure track job as he is finishing up his PhD. He's interested in pens and stationery, but not quite one of us. I've got him gifts in the past, such as a Rotring 600 and some good notebooks, and they've been hits. I decided to get him a Pilot Decimo, as a celebratory gift. Obviously, it needs to have a converter and some ink in the package. The tricky bit is, he is a lefty. I've never thought of inks from that perspective. The criteria are true black in an attractive bottle, beginner-friendly, and left-handed friendly. I am considering Pilot Namiki Black, Pilot Hiroshizuku Takesumi, and Pelican, Edelstein, Onyx, but I'm open to other suggestions. I'm not especially concerned about cost. I'm much more focused on picking an ink that will give a novice lefty their best chance for a fountain pen. Suggestions?
1: You want to go first? Or you want me to? to From give those the three,
0: I haven't used it, but I would say Pilot, Hiroshizuku, Takasumi.
1: So I'm gonna say Namiki Black. Okay. And here's why. It is. The most traditional, performing, and color black ink. At least out of that group, right? The ink pot is the coolest of those, even though the Orozuzuku and the Edelstein have great bottles. It is a awesome. I wish if, if every ink came in this bottle, I would take it, even though it's not the most functional. It's just cool. But what Namiki Black offers you is wonderful writing performance real black ink and a slight bit of permanence that pilot does with their stockings like blue black um so i don't they don't market it as waterproof or anything like that but it does have a little bit of those properties the only kicker and this is for probably all of these inks uh edelstein the least um is dry time i'd say namiki black is in the middle. Orochizuku Takisumi would be the quickest dryer that's and Onyx would be the slowest dryer. Yep. So yeah, that's... If I've said this we're a looking bunch of on three. the show, but when I yeah. was
0: going through my tests, and I did extensive testing a long time ago in the show's history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of the major brands that I tried, I found Eroshizuku to have the most reliable drying time on yep. the most amount of papers. And it's why, to this day, I still use multiple Eroshizuku inks. Yep. Um, because... One, I love them, Kompeki and Fuyugaki, two of my favorites. Uh, but they dry so fast. And so that's why I would recommend it. Um, and yep. I th- I understand what you're saying. Like the the bottle of uh, Namiki is awesome. It is blacker. Like Takisumi looks a bit more charcoal colored, mm-hmm. uh, right. a little lighter. But I I would say, for, as the educated of, between the two of us, as I am left-handed, mm-hmm. uh if you're trying to get somebody into this, as a left-handed person, the biggest problem that they will have is smearing, and it can really turn you off. And so, I mean, I would recommend, considering, what I would say, Brian, if you're willing to do so, get both, Namiki Black and Hiroshizuku, and let your friend try them.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bonus... um the bonus is that they're both pilot inks, and they both should perform well with the decimo. Even though, like, I don't totally consider that you know brand <laughs> matchingness yeah. to be like a it's big very thing. important brand, but <laughs> but I do like it. Um, I'll find a post. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. We have a um uh reader listener Tony did a black ink comparison uh, on the blog. Most of those were of the permanent pigmented type, right. so that may not be your your go to. But, um, you know, that's something you could look at for reference as well. But, yeah, I mean, since, Mike, you called me uneducated about being left-handed, I mean, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but... Uh, <laughs> there are very few times where I am the expert. I, I will leave it to but you. But when it
0: comes to being left-handed, yeah. I am the expert.
1: I do not disagree with your perspective or your left-handedness. <laughs> <laughs> Many there
0: are there was a time in my life, Brand, where for a couple of months lots of people disagreed with my left-handedness. <laughs> but we don't like to talk about that. Uh, Frames asks, Mike, how did you feel in episode 504 when Jacob outed himself as the person who threw away an M90? I felt like a simpatico with <laughs> Jacob in that moment really? just because I know I have made similar mistakes. I couldn't agree more. Right? Yep. But it's just like early on, things that I thought were good for me or bad for me, I was just so wrong about it. Like how excited I was and how perfect I thought the um, vanishing point was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's a terrible pen for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like I find right. it
0: so uncomfortable to use, but at right. the time I just didn't really know what I was doing and was I think was blown away by the clickiness of it and just too excited. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh this pen's amazing. But it's like, oh wait, hang on a minute. No it's not for me, you know? Right. So right. I've been we've all been there.
1: Yeah. It's an OMG, what just happened, and I get it. It is like, so sad I, I, though. I, get it. I mean, it is. It while is. I
0: says like I was thinking about it in that moment. It's like there was a limited amount of these pens made of <laughs> one of them. I mean, I don't remember. Where did he what, what did he do with it? He just threw, he threw it away?
1: It, he literally threw it away in the oh, garbage. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember this now. Now I'm remembering this <laughs> image because uh, I had this image in my mind the first I time no it just came back to me of a pilot M90 sitting on top of like a rubbish
1: heap somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> brutal, brutal. Like I, I, I don't hey. want to say I get it, but I get it, man. Like yeah, I get it. I get like, it. I, it's it's crazy, and you don't want it to ever happen to anyone. But yeah, I I get it. We all have these horror stories. Well, you know, to tell.
0: I can personally thank Jacob for marginally increasing my net worth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, because so I the price have two of has them. gone up.
0: And. Yep. <laughs> There's <laughs> one less in the world towards there being one less in the marketplace. So that's exactly right. Thank you, Jacob. Exactly right. And Todd asks, "Big Eye Design Pens, brilliant multi refill mechanism that truly shines in practice, or Jack of All Trades concept that delivers ho hum results? What are your thoughts?"
1: So this is the one specific pen that fits you know the 200 plus refills i mean there's different models but they also have single refill pens so i just want to be clear this is obviously the they say it in the thing but it's not just all of big eye design pens aren't this multi-refill what mechanism. is the name
0: of this pen that they were uh,
1: great question
0: the ultimate refill friendly pen
1: the ti yeah. arto 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 the arto so yeah there's different models of the ti arto thank you um, so what it has is like a, if you're ever, if you're familiar with a clutch pencil, it has a similar type of system to where your reef, you can use different types of refills and the front ends will kind of latch on to whatever refill. So the, the hang up when you're designing pens like makers are designing pens like say us at Spoke Pens. Uh-huh is we have to be have answer some very specific refill shape questions right which refill do we want to use and design around it so what big eye design did was build this this mechanism that is for lack of a better term more flexible around the shapes of the front end of refills i think it's really smart i think it's a great concept and i don't use that pen because I have a lot of pens, right? I don't like I just grab the pen that I want. I don't want to be refill swapping all the time based on which refill I want to use. I'll just grab an Innergel or a DX or a G2 or a Juice in whatever barrel I have them in, instead of taking the one pen and having a stack of refills and going, I want the high-tech C now and I want the DX now. I want the RT one now, and I want the Jetstream now. Yeah, I guess uh, so the it's... benefit
0: to this pen is if you like, if there is a specific refill that you like, mm-hmm. and you just hate the body, mm-hmm. yeah, that it comes in, and they don't offer
1: an option that you like. Yep, you know. So I think it's a really good design for
0: that. I think it's clever. So, yeah. It's it's a clever yeah. thing to have. Yeah. Um. For the people that that want it, I'm really I would be intrigued. Like I wonder, like how well this pen performs for them compared to their other models.
1: I think pretty well from the feedback I see and the feedback I get. A lot of people like that idea and concept, and then they once they get it, they like the the execution and like the the shape and the way it delivers the cool. the, the the refill and the performance, uh, the writing performance, um, the delivery uh, of it seems to have been done proper to where. You know, it's aesthetically it's shaped to stay. I'm I'm a big front end aesthetics person. Like I want to when the refill is coming out the front of the pen, and have that whole front end shape of the pen is a big deal to me, like aesthetically. So um, I I like that, and I think they delivered that. Which that's probably the hardest thing to do. The mechanism was probably the easiest thing to do comparatively to making a lot of things look really good when you're writing, right? Uh-huh. If it doesn't look good, I, I don't enjoy it as much. And I think they did a good job with it.
0: If you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on the show, you can submit it in a bunch of ways. You can send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can use question mark AskTPA in the FM members' Discord. Or you can send longer questions via email to hello at Panatic.com. If you'd like to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com. You can go to Instagram, where he is penaddict. He's Dowdyism on Twitter. And Brad streams live on Twitch three times a week at twitch.tv penaddict. If you want to find me, you can go to relay.fm. Where I host many shows, along with this one. This is where you will find the pen addict at Relay FM. If you are a Formula One fan, I'm starting a brand new podcast called The Backmarkers with a friend of the show, Austin Evans. And we're going to be streaming live uh, with, our, with our reactions to every race for the 2022 season. Um, we're doing it on YouTube, and we've also got the audio version of the show as well. Uh, so you can find The Back Markers um, on uh, Relay FM. For people that, Maybe would want to know. Back markers are the people who are at the back of the grid who are overlapped. Mm. Or la- like they're <laughs> lapped by the leaders. We chose this as like, this is an F1 podcast for new fans. We do not mm-hmm. have years of experience. We are not claiming to be the best Formula One podcasters, but we are the ones with the most heart.
1: Right? That's right. We're it's going to be awesome. I yeah. can't
0: wait. I'm really, I hope that we're going to be able to have you on an episode. Uh, there's yeah, a bunch of, these, of Relay of FM hosts that are new or existing f1 fans and i'm yep. hoping that over the season we can collect up uh, a few people uh, it's yeah different for fun. me it's going to be video uh so that's going to be like right. a different thing we're going to do video on twitch and then audio uh going out in our usual channels so very i'm really cool. excited about this to start on sunday I'm it's very time very excited very excited uh, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pan Thank you to Trade and Squarespace for the support of this show. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.